0: Welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this is a weekly show that explores the intersection of security, technology, and humans. I spend 5 to 20 hours a week consuming books, articles, and podcasts, which I then turn into a concise 15 to 30-minute summary and analysis. There's a summary episode every week, as well as periodic standalone episodes that are either me sharing an idea on a topic or discussing one with a guest. The goal is twofold, to keep you up to date on the absolute latest in security and technology, and to explore ideas that hopefully give you something to think about. All right, welcome to episode 198, starting with security news. Japanese man has been indicted for attacking a woman after finding her location by analyzing the eye reflections from her own selfies. So now we're about to see a cat and mouse game around auto-extracting and identifying those images, basically what's being reflected in a person's eyes versus some sort of automated solution for auto clearing those images and software. Basically eye reflections are the new XF data where you can just extract a location. Uh, Obviously not as easy as XF data because it just tells you where it is, but think of what ML could do with, you know, trying to zoom in on someone's eye, extract an image and then tell you where it's at. I mean, there's already tons of libraries that do something like that. So I see this as a, I cut and mouse about to heat up. And the crazy part is there's so many existing public selfies in high resolution that can have the technique applied retroactively. So I I really expect to see some sort of project uh, in the next few weeks or months where someone just pulled down tons of pictures of people's faces and then basically have the location of where they're at right next to it. Researchers have developed a system that uses Wi-Fi to identify people through walls by looking at how they walk. Specifically, it compares someone in video footage that you're, you already have known video footage of a person. And then the question is, does the signature of the walk of the person behind this wall that we're seeing with Wi-Fi signals, does it match the person that we're looking at in this video? And The thing that jumps to mind for me is like police use, law enforcement, where you have uh, basically someone wants to know if that's the suspect and, you know, should we kick in the door or should we try to shoot through the wall or whatever? And, um, you know, what are the chances that this is actually the person inside? Which uh, seems kind of scary. It seems very sci-fi dystopian sort of situation. Checkpoint has done a bunch of research on Russian cyberware capabilities and have discovered a capability that absolutely alarmed them. They said they don't get alarmed that often, but this one is freaking them out. They basically found a bunch of clusters of significant actors and tools, but found no links between them. So essentially they're using different software to build different capabilities um, with different methodologies. And within the clusters, they're sharing things. But there's actually multiple clusters using independent tools, and they're not really communicating much between them. And this is leading them to believe that they've purposely built this. Someone at a higher level has purposely built these independently functioning clusters so that they can have multiple attack capabilities that are unlinked to each other for the purpose of being resilient. So, in other words, they've built a system that can attack from multiple angles using multiple sets of TTPs and where the removal of one doesn't really help you that much with the removal of the next one, or all of them. And they're pretty freaked out. They're like, this is robust um, in terms of capabilities. It probably took like 10 years to build. They're they're just guessing, of course, but they're basically saying this was planned way in advance, and it's very resilient to attack, and uh, has the ability to launch quite a few attacks against us. And they're not just talking about trolling. They're talking about being able to attack infrastructure and do stuff like that. And really what they're countering against is the idea, basically what happened with that NSA report recently about the attack on ISIS, where we went in to one of their capabilities, got a deep foothold and tore it apart from the inside. And the Russian system seems to be a direct counter of that because they have so many of them that are unlinked. So what you learn about one doesn't apply to the next. So pretty interesting research by the Checkpoint group over there, and uh, a bit concerning for 2020 coming up. Well, and beyond, maybe not even necessarily related to the election, but seems like that sort of infrastructure would be really good for trolling. China is extending their social credit system to foreign businesses, and demanding that those businesses provide data about themselves to feed their algorithms. So they're basically saying, you know, show me all your bills, show me um, whatever, a whole, whole bunch of infrastructure items around how they perform their business. And they're, the Chinese algorithm will rate them in terms of how good of a business they are or how China friendly they are, which will affect decisions the same way that the social credit system will for their own citizens. So really interesting. The U.S. has blacklisted 28 Chinese AI and facial recognition companies due to their assistance with the violation of human rights. So this is like population suppression, stuff like that. And uh, yeah, there's been backlash on this already uh, with China getting pretty upset that they did it. But so far, I don't think it's been reversed. A bipartisan report from the Senate Intelligence Committee says one of the primary objectives of Russian interference in the 2016 elections was to dissuade African-Americans from voting. Evidently, most or many of their campaigns were aimed at getting African-Americans to either not vote or to not vote for Clinton. And a number of them actually said you should vote for like Jill Stein. So it was like redirection to a third party candidate that would ultimately hurt Clinton. So again... Final sort of outcome or desired outcome is to get Trump elected. China is applying extraordinary pressure to multiple tech companies and other entities, including the NBA, um, including this uh, DJ named Zed from Germany, um, to basically avoid saying anything negative whatsoever about China. Uh, Zed was banned from China for liking a South Park tweet, which was evidently making fun of them. And Blizzard is in the middle of a massive PR catastrophe. For stripping someone of their hearthstone title and prize money for supporting the Hong Kong protesters. Maybe, I don't know if they said something or they were wearing a shirt. They did something in support of Hong Kong. And uh, it seems strange to me. China has to know that they can only do this, like just wield this hammer so heavily on everyone while they are just winning and absolutely crushing, and while their victims and their targets have no alternatives whatsoever but to basically, you know, submit. But the world's gonna have a long memory if that ever stops being the case. And the US and UK are warning companies to update their VPNs due to confirmed attacks by state-sponsored APTs. And advisories for this week, iTerm2 has a really nasty vuln where basically if you can output to the terminal, you can run code on the system. Uh, Chrome had a bunch of updates, Microsoft October updates, unpatched VPNs, just talked about that one, SAP October updates, some major issues with T-Link routers and an RCE and Webbin. And for breaches, we've got Sephora. It's actually a breach from 2017, which just got announced recently. It's on the Have I Been Pwn site and Deli companies. It was uh, Moe's Southwestern Grill, um, And a couple of other deli companies, can't remember the names of them, but uh, evidently all related through the um, payment system. Technology news. Multiple companies, including Visa, eBay, MasterCard, Stripe, and PayPal have all left the Libra Association, which is the group designed to guide Facebook's Libra cryptocurrency going forward. Doesn't really look good for that project right now, but who knows, might just... uh, flush and uh restart adobe has shut down photoshop in venezuela as part of u.s bands and has immediately terminated all active subscriptions and a lot of people are saying yeah this is why i don't like subscriptions i would rather buy my software and have it locally really does make a strong argument against subscriptions versus locally owned but i i don't think that's gonna move the bar i think subscriptions are just too powerful of a concept and uh also, it's not every day that, you know, a country gets banned and to the to the point where you're gonna stop subscriptions to that company or to that country. So I don't know. I, I think this is more gonna be a blip on the radar than something significant. Human news. California is said to ban private prisons and immigration detention facilities, which I'm really happy to hear this. I think prisons should be incentivized to make sure nobody comes back to the prison, right? And private prisons are incentivized to make a profit, which means they need occupants, right? So those two things are not compatible. In fact, they're the exact opposite. 27 new Mayan archaeological sites have been discovered. And if you paint a cow with zebra stripes, it will become less bothered by flies, um, Some researchers actually did that. They took a regular cow that was getting hit by, you know, biting flies. They painted it with zebra stripes and it had less than half of the attention from these flies. Evidently it messes with their vision, I believe is the reason. And dog ownership is associated with longer life, especially if you've had like a stroke or a heart attack or something like that. Ideas, trends, and analysis. Job losses from automation are being actively engineered and funded. My essay on this topic from this weekend, corporate incentives are diverging from employee and national incentives, which is another piece by me that I wrote last weekend or last weekend this weekend. And Chongqing is the most surveilled city in the world with 2.58 million cameras monitoring 15.35 million people. Evidently, the two cities for surveillance in the West are London and Atlanta. I did not know that about Atlanta. And Chinese digital consumer trends of 2019 by McKinsey. And the difference between happiness and joy. This is by David Brooks from New York Times. It was a good piece. And mobile typing speed is catching up with regular typing speed. I think it's only like 30% less than right now, but I think it's catching up really fast. Updates. So I've not cleaned out the Slack channel for the UL Slack group. just haven't had the chance to go through there, and it seems kind of rude to do so. Kind of want to give some amnesty or whatever. But I'm going to have to do so before too long because it's kind of rude to people who are paying. So uh, please update your sub if you uh, want to keep access and keep getting all four episodes per month of the newsletter. And really enjoying this week's UL Book Club selection, which is Little Brother. So great suggestion, David. Uh, Really enjoying it. I'm also reading The Rise of Surveillance Capitalism. And though I just started reading it, I think I have some pretty serious issues with it that I'm t- going to be writing about. But I will reserve judgment and analysis until the end. But it's quite interesting reading both of these books the same because Surveillance Capitalism is a big actor in the, in the book Little Brother. So that's been fun. And uh, Meditation continues to go well. I'm at couple of weeks now with at least a few minutes per day. Definitely enjoying that. And thank you for the eye mask recommendation. I talked about eye masks one or two weeks ago and someone recommended one and I bought it and it's uh, way better than my last one. So thank you for that. And discovery. Uh, so gyroscope is how I visualize my health data in one place and Got a screenshot in the newsletter. It's the same one from last time. Still really enjoying it. I I keep trying to add more data to it, but I think I'm full at this point. Allbird socks are my new favorite socks, and I'm a huge fan of Allen Edmonds socks as well. Very stretchy, durable, and comfortable. So I'm kind of like stocking up on both of those two brands. I just bought like six more pairs of Allbirds um, today, actually canary tools, uh, one of my favorite tools for detecting malicious behavior in a network when you don't have full detection and response already in place. And uh, CIS, Controls Assessment Specification, is a methodology for implementing the Sys20 controls. It's a really cool project. It's on GitHub, uh, laid out really well, which was, was just uh, clicking on that and going through it uh, before recording. And fellow recon enthusiast, Tom Nom Nom, Recommends that you use curl if you don't have netcat or netcat or nc or netcat. Old one is netcat. um Oh, well, should have added ncat as well, which is the nmap version. Anyway, if you don't have any of those, you can actually use curl. Supports tons of protocols. And Ken Thompson's password from way back in the day. He's a co-creator of Unix, and it's been cracked. It's p slash q two dash q4 exclamation a which is notation and chess to describe the move pawn from queens two to queens four pretty cool password the only one that has been broken from a collection of original pioneers is bill joyce it's still unbroken it makes me happy because he invented vi like my religion A new game called Neocab is supposedly pretty good. It's about a future where everything is tracked and monitored and you're a gig driver, like a a gig-based taxi driver, essentially. So I think I'm going to check that out. Recommendations. I recommend my leadership primer. A couple of people have asked about this and we've been chatting about it. It's my favorite notes and ideas about leadership from over the last 20 years. I got a link here in the newsletter. Um, And this is episode 198, so it is an even episode. So it's a um, member episode for the newsletter. And the aphorism for the week, everything that frees our spirit without giving us control of ourselves is ruinous. Everything that frees our spirit without giving us control of ourselves is ruinous. Johann Wolfgang von Goff. All right, thanks for listening to this episode of Unsupervised Learning. I believe ads are not just annoying, but that their incentive structure can malign the content creation process. So if you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it directly for just $5 a month or $50 a year, which is two months for free. UL members get the newsletter every week instead of just twice a month. They get access to the archives. They get access to the UL Slack community, where we share ideas and links about the topics we discuss here. They also get access to the UL Book Club, where we pick a book a month and talk about it live as a group. To become a member, just head over to danielmeasler.com slash subscribe. And thank you so much to everyone who's already a member. I truly appreciate each of you. We'll see you next time.